going pretty well. I mean, today was kind of a rough day up until about 4 p.m. Then I had a really good meeting and uh, hung out and relaxed. So life is good again. Good. I've been alternating between doing uh, really responsible things like working out and working on oboe reads and not doing jack shit and playing video games. And drinking Jack Daniels with honey. Yes, but I, I literally just began that. So I don't know if I could say that's something I have been doing. That is something I'm really beginning to do. <laughs> By the end of this call, I will have done it quite a bit. Well, there you go. Yeah, there's a total. There's a franchise called Total Wine that has locations in like Washington State and. Uh, oh yes. And I, yeah, and they have them in Delaware too. So on the right on the border with Pennsylvania, and the best part is it's tax free. So I think on the way back to that's usually where I buy my stuff. I think on the way back tomorrow, I'm going to pick up a bottle of the uh, Jack Daniels with honey on your recommendation. It and is bourbon. Really, really good. I'm. I'm not going to say that Jack Daniels is. It, I think it's really good whiskey. I don't think it's amazing. I'm certain there's better. It's um, solid. But the Jack has always been my go-to mixing uh, besides vodkas, the Jack and Coke. And sure. the Jack Daniels whiskey with honey, to me, is so good. It, I just sip it. I just drink it. I don't need anything. And it's it's sweet enough to negate the initial bite of whiskey but it still has that flavor and oh, so warm going down. Yeah. My, my recent go-to, rather than having a bunch of drinks, usually I'll just order a double bourbon, neat, and then nurse that for an entire evening. And that'll, that'll be enough. Yeah. It's a good way to go. We just went uh, yesterday. Luke met up with some friends of ours that we play D&D with um, actually for lunch at the Pyramid Brewery. Uh, which is one of my favorite places to go because Pyramid Beer is one of my favorite beers. And so I bit the bullet and drove so that Luke could actually have some beer because he had never been there before. And they have at their alehouse, at the restaurant, they have beers that they serve that you can only get on, you, you can't buy in the stores. You have to get them. So he tried, I don't remember what it was, but it had a distinctly banana smell and flavor to it that was really good. Hmm. That sounds good, but I didn't even realize Luke drank beer. I thought he was a teetotaler. Yeah, he 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 doesn't drink quite <laughs> as much beer. You joke, but like he used to drink a lot, and then he he doesn't drink quite so much. He's more into you know wine and hard alcohols. But yeah, we yeah, we I mean, both enjoy the beer. I'm kind of the same way. Like I'll have beer once in a blue moon, and uh, I really only ever have alcohol at all these days. Like either at a social gathering or when I'm uh, doing the show. Which I guess yeah. counts as a social gathering. But otherwise, yeah. on my day-to-day, -day, I, I kind of don't touch this stuff. It is absolutely a social gathering. It's just we're being social over the internet. Correct. Ah, man, I'm excited to hear about Jonathan's after-action report. Well, All the stuff we missed out on. So, here's the deal. I'm sick. Oh, oh no. You caught the Pax so box? I, well, a little bit. I, I, um, it's gotten worse over the day. I probably should have stayed at home, but... Um, I had a, I had a screw up at work. I sort of didn't take Monday off when we oh. were driving back. And so I got a text, uh, what was it? You know what? I'll, I'll save it for the show cause we're, we're streaming now, but hi streamers. hi streamers. You'll, you'll hear about this soon enough, but I'm going to try and, and minimize my talking because I want to last the whole hour. But I'm trying to get hype I'm, because it was a lot of fun and it was definitely worth this crap and I'll mm. get into why. 
Well, we'll balance it with uh, anyone who calls in. We can probably just incorporate them to, so you can save your yeah, strength. Yeah, yeah. So um, get started. I need to grab my phone because I actually did take down notes. So. Okay. If you need me, I'll be hugging my kettlebell. I love you, kettlebell. You make my I'll arms be so drinking. big. <laughs> I can do that too and hug my kettlebell. Well, let's, mm. let's go ahead and get started because we're already late. My, my fault. Mm. Yeah. No worries. And Roblox makes it through the whole show without puking. Yay! Hey, I took, Ray. So this is gross. So I took a – well, it's not actually that gross. I took a Mucinex, drank a lot of water, drank some orange juice, and took another Claritin. So I, I'm good for right now, but this is I, – I have no idea how I'm going to feel tomorrow morning. Make sure and, you drink some NyQuil before bed so you don't remember what happens tonight. Yay! <laughs> Forgetful juice. Exactly. There was actually one other thing that I wanted to mention while we were on the stream, uh, even though it didn't make the show. Uh, our good friend uh, uh, Radius55, who is also a site admin on the site, uh, participated in the Omegathon this weekend and okay. made it to the round of 10. So we made it Ooh. to Saturday's competition. And it was the first uh, round of the Omegathon that I was actually able to get in to see. And it was Operation. Hmm. Except they had wrapped all the pieces in foil. Oh. And the way it worked was you had to extract all the pieces uh, as fast as you could. Each buzz, each, each light up of the nose, no matter how minute, was a five-second penalty. And unfortunately uh, for, for our good friend Austin, uh, the doctor was not in that round. He, that, was, that was the end of his Omega Not journey. Hmm. But I, as I told him afterward, I, I've known Omeganauts who, who I've known a lot of Omeganauts who haven't gone all the way, and by a lot I mean like two. But <laughs> uh, he is now an Omeganaut for life, and yeah. that can never be taken away. Nope. Nope. And the, just the fact that he made it past even a couple of rounds is amazing because that that whole scenario is just insane. Yeah. The and actually, um, the final round of the Omegathon was actually not that interesting. It was Pong, so it was a callback to like one of the first Omegathons, if not the first. And the problem was that one dude stomped the other one. Oh. Like it wasn't even close. So someone yelled from the crowd, hey, Mike, you should play Jerry. So immediately Mike and Jerry both dropped their mics and play a round of Pong. Nice. Jerry, uh, actually, he didn't destroy Mike, but it was, it was a pretty hefty uh, margin of victory. But it was just it's just one of those things where if the game had been close and there had been a lot of drama, it probably would have been an excellent Omegathon uh, finale. But as it was, it's just it's just not interesting to see to see someone just absolutely get destroyed. As as the AFC and NFC championships showed, you have one game that comes down to the wire and gets won in overtime. And then you have the other game uh, that was that someone got stomped. And which one was the more interesting game? No, I agree. Any kind of sport, it's always more interesting to see a close match. It always it it always feels better too. It doesn't feel quite so. Uh, I shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. Oh, we didn't do Super Bowl picks. Nope. Uh, Seahawks, I guess. Seahawks. I said, I said, I said, Seahawks I said, guess. Wait a minute. That's not a guess at all. I did say Patriots last week. You did I? say Patriots. Oh, that's right. We did do picks last week. That's right. Well, I, well, yeah, yeah, I want the uh, the Seahawks to win, but I have a feeling that the Patriots are going to uh, deflate our expectations. Too soon? No. 
No, we we can talk about that shit. That's that's pretty okay. shady, right? Well, you like, two, cause... you two can talk about that shit. I all I know is that there were ball jokes out the ass, and it was funny, even though Deflated. someone had to explain to me what that whole thing was about because I had no clue. Deflated balls. There's the pills for that now. Wait, didn't Neil deGrasse Tyson like mess no. up? Sex? Okay, no. so Bill Nye said that's not how physics works, which is pretty no. much true. Okay, wait, wait. Neil deGrasse Tyson did tweet about it. He oh, said, he did? "Okay, yes, because apparently the Patriots came out and said something about, um, oh, it was just, uh, it really, I don't remember exactly, but they, like the Patriots said something, and Neil deGrasse Tyson basically came out and said, in order." for um the the poundage difference to be true from what the patriots said which i don't remember uh basically you had to inflate those balls to like 300 pounds of pressure i'll see if right. i can find it real quick but he did i mean he basically yeah Bel- Be- coach belichick who's the coach of the patriots gave this sort of pseudo scientific explanation that gripping it in a certain temperature will cause the ball to deflate naturally which is garbage for anyone who knows who's seen crash course chemistry which i have so i know what i'm talking about thanks hank green yeah, and then Neil deGrasse Tyson basically said, in order for that to be true, the balls would have to be like 300 pounds. <laughs> Only the Patriots have 300-pound balls. <laughs> <laughs> try something like that? What was it, like 11 of the 12 game balls were deflated? Yep. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not I, even I mean, half. Like, all of them. And you know point, that they're just going to throw the ball boys under the bus. At this point, are the Patriots the heel of the Super Bowl? I think so. I guess I think- they have to be. I mean, I guess. Jason Momoa winning the Royal Rumble. This seems like such a stupid way to be a heel, though. Like, it really, especially since they're going to be playing in Arizona, where cold is not going to be a factor, as far as I know. No, they're playing inside in Arizona. So it's like, even less of a factor. factor. No, right. (laughs) The factors will be pleasant. Yeah. Yeah, but still, but, now the, the Patriots are going to have to come on in. But, I mean, Seattle's defense is so great that it really doesn't matter what you do with the ball if Tom Brady gets sacked, like, ten times. Or intercepted. Or intercepted. That's true. All I know is I have to root for the Seahawks, and I want them to win, and I have to work all day. Uh, the theater that I work at, that is my day job, has two shows of Around the World in 80 Days that day. Uh, a 2 o'clock and a 7 o'clock, which means... Oof. No one. So last year we had the same thing. I worked all day on Super Bowl Sunday so that uh, other people who are bigger sports fans than I can go watch the show. And um, our theater seats about 500 people and a Sunday matinee will consistently pull in about 400 people. And we were lucky to have 100 people for the matinee and we had less for the evening show. And it's looking like that's going to happen again. It's going to be brutal. So why? Why would they counter-program against the Super Bowl? It's not a counter-programming. We run our shows for six weeks, and we have shows Tuesday through Sunday. So it literally is every Super Bowl we have shows. We, we, we always do. It's just last year and this year, the Seahawks have gone, and it's, that's made I, things uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's true. It, it wouldn't be an issue if the hometown team uh, – wasn't in the game. I, 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 that, that is very true. Okay. I hadn't yeah. thought about that. And it's just, it's just our season. That's we, we run for six weeks, regardless of pretty much anything except for, um, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And even then we, we have extra shows. So it's just, it's how the arts work. We hope that there's that the overlap of people who like sports ball and like classical music or like theater, 
um, we'll come see another show. So it'll be a very dull day hmm. of people walking up to the box office going, do you know what the score is? Do you have any idea what the score is? Last year, uh, in the middle of the show, because the I think the game was later, and so the, the 7 o'clock show was going on at the same time as the Super Bowl, they actually came out during intermission to announce the score. At least that's their... They acknowledge that that's going on. They're, oh, yeah. they're not operating in a complete vacuum, and so that's good. Oh no, we we know it's going to happen. It's going to be depressing, but it it will also be fun if if one day of depressing audience participation. And it's not like those people are not going to go. They just move their tickets to a different day. If that means we get months of celebration of the Seahawks having won again, I'll totally take it. And we should probably let Jonathan go because at this point he's probably I'm actually pretty- okay. But that's. We probably have enough for a uh, for a tip cast. I'll say. Um, Talking about sports ball, Go not on. the hundredth episode. You know what? It being the butt cast, we'll celebrate like the hundred and second episode or some shit. <laughs> like a completely random, arbitrary number. We're like, yay! We're celebrating butt cast number one hundred and four. Yeah. Why not? Fourth episode spectacular. I Featuring TK to Demon from the beta episodes of Jenga Champ. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I I did not get a chance to ask Barb if she wanted to be on uh, on episode number one hundred. But I figure I, it's just as well I can text her uh, or or email her later and see what uh, see what her schedule's like. Absolutely. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit easier now that at least another convention is over with. Well, yeah, but now she has to do the run up for RTX. So yeah. I get like so I get that. They're trying to squeeze as many conventions as as they can into the schedule, and like, like Australia has to have a lot of leeway. Like, you need more time for the conve- in between the convention before and the convention after PAX Australia, just yeah. because of logistics. I get that, but it seems like PAX PAX Antonio PAX South thirty nine days fr- from when it ends to when the next one begins. That seems like a really quick turnaround. I'm I'm wondering if that gets addressed at some point. Like, like one of those conventions gets like they all get shuffled a little bit so that there's a little bit more time in between them. Maybe, but I think what all of the PAXs, at least the American ones, are trying to do is avoid the summer, which is already every single weekend is something going on. So I don't think it's we need to spread these three conventions out over the space of a year plus have a fourth that has leeway. I think it's we need to spread these three conventions out over the space of nine months that isn't the summer that is already packed. So as much as, yeah, there's only 39 days in between the two PAXs, one of them is in January, which is relatively quiet, and one of them which is in March, which is also relatively quiet, you know? As much as... I guess if you try and put it into April uh, in PAX East, you start running into the problem that PAX East had when it was uh, on Easter weekend. Yeah. Yeah, which is just crazy. Yeah. And I, I, they still haven't announced specifically PAX Prime, but I'll be interested to see because Labor Day is so late this year. It's like it, I think it's the second week of September. It's not. Uh, it's the fu- the first full weekend, but it's the second weekend of the month. Uh, so I wonder if they're going to stick with that weekend just to get the four days, or if they're going to, you know, push it back. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't see how they do the four day PAX Prime without the Labor Day holiday. I agree, but with it already being so late, who knows? Who knows how they've got that that thing planned out? 
Well, it's like with RTX. I mean, we were actually talking about RTX being later and lamenting the fact that we're down that day. I mean, yeah. it's 4th of July, so it's not a set day. So that day off we were getting was changing. But it was nice to have. And even if 4th of July falls on the weekend, a lot of employers give you that a day during the week to, that's basically your 4th of July holiday that doesn't factor into a lot of people's vacation time and it's just something there to take. And yeah. that was one of the things that I really liked about uh, RTX was that I was able to stay there longer. I mean, this, this next year, uh, I know last year we actually drove down on, on a Tuesday and that was why we had the weird like uh, 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 Shark episode that, that day was because Clem and I randomly were like, well, we could leave on Tuesday, and, and we did, and it was fantastic. But, um, but this week, we're not, uh, this, this week, this year, we're not going to be able to do that. I mean, it's going to be very similar to actually this last trip. I think RTX is going to be very similar to the way we approached Pack South, and I think it'll work out well, but um, it was just, uh, uh, it, it just I, I'm going to miss that extra day. I really am. Yeah, and it's definitely going to make it harder. Um, I mean, I can more easily go to PAX Prime because I live right here in Seattle. But even with um, that advantage, it's going to make it hard to go to two conventions in a row within the space of four weeks of each other um, for you know just logistics for making sure that you know I have all of that free time. Um, it's it's going to be harder. And RTX in you know, personally has to take a, a, a little more precedence because I just know more people that are going to be there. Yeah. Like so we'll I'm see not, what happens. Yeah. And it's actually, I think it's actually very lucky this year that I'm not going to be able to go to PAX prime. Um, because that I, I would be running into that same thing. It would be, it would be this, this setup that I'm in there, this situation I'm in right now, you know, getting done with one pack, getting ready to go to the other, except a shorter turnaround time, and 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 PAX Prime tends to be a longer trip for me. Yeah. So it's it's actually very lucky that I'm that that's actually been excised from the the dance card. Uh, in addition to the fact that I'm I'm really happy to be be there for my friend's wedding. Um, there's uh, it, we got lucky. Yeah. So I guess, does that officially mean that uh, Jenga's wedding is our next convention that we're all going to be at? <laughs> that we're all, that we're all going to be at? I think so, yeah. Okay, or that any of us are actually going to, but that we're definitely all going to be that. Cause well, yeah, like, like I said, I'm going to East, but I think I'm the only one here going to East, so. Yeah, oh, you're definitely going to East? Yeah. Hmm. I, I bought, my, I bought mm. my plane ticket home today. Well... I might not be able to attend the convention, but I'll see about what I can do about getting up to Boston that weekend just to hang out. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. With that hopeful note, I'm going to go because I have some Oba stuff to take care of before I can play more Vigi games. Sounds grood. It, it sounds like a good stopping point. Uh, streamers, thank you so much for uh, sticking with us. Anyone listening to this uh, after the show, uh, thanks for joining us. You can find us at Glib Shark. Uh, she's at Oba Crazy. He's at Jengish, uh, I'm sorry, at Jack Adithel. I'm at uh, Road underscore Block on Twitters. And, uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye bye.
strange.